Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Take TV podcast for round 12. We've got a bit to discuss the start of the buys. Uh, can we move through them nicely, come out the other end? The boys are here to discuss, so we'll talk over a few things, including obviously our weeks quickly, MVP and the fault as usual. A uh, bit of news, uh, it's Monday, so not quite as much news as we usually have on a Tuesday, but we'll talk over some things there. Some concerns. Some concerning premiums popped up on the weekend, uh, or maybe not premiums anymore. We'll talk about that. Uh, obviously, the rest of the buyers and some targets uh, and some strategy, uh, and then we'll finish with some Q and A. I put a tweet out today to um, get a few questions, and there's, there's quite a few. So, George, how's your weekend, mate? Um, I know the crumb went down, but but how was the uh, how was the super coach? Crom out the eight, but double up on West Coast, so we good. Um, team went. Um, it's hard to say whether you did good or not because it balances everyone's buys are different. Um, but yeah, this week, 1,842. I guess you could say it's not great. Went from 1.7k to 2.1k, hopefully better soon. Trades were out goes Sturt, Atkins, and Seamus Mitchell. In comes Ford, Stewart, and uh, big O'Sheen Mullen, uh, not really one you should go early on, but uh, circumstances, I just did it anyway. Got a score from him. Um, teams in okay shape besides the trade count, and a um, few problems have presented the North boys. So MVP and fault of the week. Start with the fault of the week. Do you want to say it, No, I'll let you say it. <laughs> <laughs> He's been praying for his downfall for like two months. Uh nah. Jack Zebel, it was it was a good sight for me on a Sunday. It wasn't looking good that game early, but uh Jack Zebel, that was quite funny. North. Watching him kick it into the stands and honestly, I'll probably lost in the game. North, I wanted him to win, but just nah. wasn't something always tends to go wrong in like they've been in probably the last few games they've played, but yeah, it wasn't like, I think that is the annoying part of Zebel's score, but even though he'd been poor to that point in the game, if he nailed some of those long kicks down the line, he probably could still could have like scratched and clawed his way to a mid eighties, even maybe a low nine scale and was going. Yeah. And instead straight into the bin. Interesting to hear what you guys are doing or JD or what you would do if you had him, you know, I would speak about that after. Um, but uh, geez, he looked every bit the 32 year old. Uh, maybe even like like a 40-year-old the way he was playing to my eye anyway. Uh, MVP of the week. No one really did that, that great this week. I guess English. Uh, 156 was great. Not captain, but uh, no Briggs. So I guess a lot of the people with Briggs didn't have uh, English. I guess some did, which would have been great. Like I think yourself, Eno. But yeah, for him to go well when Briggs did well, I guess was good. So thank you, Timothy English. JD, how was your week? My week was okay. I mean, as you said, the bye week, we look at the full one-month period, I think, to what you do over it. But started out strong week one with the 1975, which moved me up 100 or so spots to just outside the top 200 overall now, which is obviously a pretty good place. But I'm looking at around 14 and 15, getting very nervous around my ranks over the remaining weeks. Uh, my trades are pretty simple, just uh, Samson Ryan out to uh, Ford. I, I like Briggs. I brought him in in fantasy, but I just thought I, I couldn't use just one score um, and then one trade bring him in, one trade bring him out, and that'd be worthwhile. 
However, after week one, that may have been the wrong call, to be honest, because 80 points this week plus the cash he's going to make, it might have been enough to get the job done, to be honest, and be worth those trades. MVP, I'm going to have to give it to um, the top scorer for players over 180 centimetres tall, uh, Christian Petrarca with his 159. I think uh, Midge was the only one that actually pipped him there in the end. Um, but... Yeah, had the vice-captaincy on him, so that was a good way to start the week. And the fault, uh, we can't just pile North boys, can we? So do you know what? I'm going to give it to Cogs, who's kind of flown under the radar these last few weeks with how bad he's been. But it's particularly disappointing because Josh Kelly was sacrificed to the footy gods, as he is routinely every year. And it looked like that Cogs was going to be able to put some good scores together on the back of that. He had been... There was, you know, one of here, uh, one of Kelly or Green out. And in the last two weeks, he's gone 87 and 81. And it's just not good enough. Uh, he's got a terrible ratio every week. He's butchering the ball. He's not a good brand of footy to watch. And worst of all, they had a soft matchup with the Tigers midfield as well uh, when it comes to super coach scoring anyway. So to see him put up when you've got butters killing you week in, week out, we kind of got a little bit lucky with uh, saved a bit. But... I mean, it feels like I'm losing 50 points to Butters every week on average from Cog. So he's, uh, I, I can't give him a big enough negative three this week. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. He, he, he's going well in fantasy. He just can't put it together for whatever reason in Supercoach this year. Um, for me, I scored a 19.38 and just sit outside the top 1,000. So I was here about six weeks ago, I think. Um, a few bad calls or a couple bad calls and then a, a couple unlucky calls as well sort of pushed me back a bit, but uh, yeah, climbed about 250 spots. Um, used all three trades this week, so I had 13 down to 10 now. Um, had Mitchell, Simpson and Cowan out, so a couple of dead wood there. Simpson's not back, you know, wasn't straight back in. Maybe he gets back in at some point, but, you know, doesn't look like he's going to play the rest in the other buys, so not useful. Um, Atkins was going to make way, but Seamus, as we know, was a laid out, so uh, it was him instead. And then I got in DC, who um, I quite liked, but a bit cheaper. So just save some money, and it's going to, that's going to help me uh, upgrade this week as well. Got Briggsy in, which uh, obviously very happy about now. Um, Andy. Uh, obviously going to get his score this week, but you know it, it was points, and it's going to be quite a bit of cash too. And then obviously four that everyone did. Uh, so yeah, Briggsy can be the MVP. I think I called him Briggsy Smalls in my uh, title, uh, and I was I was loving the big it. Big Briggs. Uh, look, not when he kicked that second goal. It was sort of the look. If anyone's going to kill us, Mate. at least it's Briggs. Uh, at least it's Briggs, like out of all the players, unreal. Team. He played super well. He's actually really, really good. So some of his taps were like unbelievable. Um, I mean, I have, I have a little event because for those that got the Darcy injury, you could not have had a luckier landing pad than this. Like you made cash and you got better than most other people did. It's like crazy fortunate for that to happen all at once. But I mean, I liked him as a pick. I think all of us did. It was a strong recommendation. But kick two goals, including one in crunch time, and get all that scaling like far out. That is like mega punish for those that uh, didn't jump on. But that's just the way Super Coach goes sometimes. Yeah, just oh, the way he deserved peak. Like Nank's not the easiest matchup he, in the world, and he held his own. No, nah, no, nah, he did. He did really good. Like he looked very, very good. Um, yeah. Job security is 100% for the next two weeks. Oh, you know, we, we captained Rowan um, a few weeks ago against Briggs, and we were thinking, okay, VF or Ruckman, 
we probably got lucky, really. <laughs> yeah. In the first half, Rowan was on 40. I'm like, uh, Briggs is all right. Probably should have seen this coming, maybe. But Rowan had the good second half. But we saw how good he was by watching him. So, yeah. Um, Big decision oh, this just... week, Rowan or Briggs. <laughs> well, the Gorn owners are like, what do I do here? Who do I hold here? So it's an interesting one. Yeah. I mean, there's that many fakes. Yeah, I've got fakes in my team. And honestly, I'd rather run Briggs at R2 and then fix up everything else rather than run a fake at F6. Don't get me started on my F5 and F6 at the moment, but we'll get to that after. We'll so. get to them in a sec. Uh, I won't let the fault get away. It, it probably has to be Sam Walsh after probably his worst game in, I don't know, since one of his rookie season, rookie season games. So uh, only to 72 uh, and even lower in fantasy. So probably got away there with a better score than I would imagine watching him play. Just looked lost and as Carlton probably summed them up really at the moment. Um, so just, just quickly on this, right? Like easy to just talk it up to bad game and move on, but it's very uncharacteristic of Walsh. So I just like quick, um, like check, you know, uh, one, are you worried? Like, what do you think it is? Do you think it's something to do with, like, preseason? Do you think it's role-related? Do you think it's just Carlton being, like, bang on average? Like, what what it happens? Because to me, at least when I watch, I don't watch and go, like, Sam Walsh is horrible. It doesn't look like he's playing that badly. It's almost, it's almost a little bit like what happened with Doherty when he had his down patch before getting injured. Where to me, yeah, I, I didn't think he was playing that bad. He had a few clangers here and there. But I, like, it wasn't obvious to me why his scoring was so bad. And it feels like Walsh is almost in the same boat now. It's funny, man. I think he's probably over the threshold again of forward time because of that game. Again, like it's just mm-hmm. the timing was bad there. So if he was a forward, I wouldn't be too concerned. Obviously, he's got to just stay in my team as an M7, M8. Um, in regards to why, oh, I don't know. Like Kennedy back in the midfield, he's been halfback midfield, halfback midfield. Him and Chera, yeah. they just don't have the mix right, but... Obviously, plays a part. Sam had back surgery in the off-season. He was going 110 until this week. So, <laughs> like, yeah. I'll probably cut him some slack. Maybe the buy will be good yeah. for him and he can go all right after that. But, um, oh, Carlton don't give you just, much just confidence, the, uh, do they? Just the um, 39% CBA is kind of after averaging about 50% the month. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, this is if this had come one week early, he'd be looking at Oh, if I copped the last week and he's a forward, I'd be, yeah, I'd be, I'd be okay. You'd be like, but whatever. Yeah. Unfortunately, not. So, uh, we live and we learn. Should have got track at the time, which I was keen I mean, on, but like, I flip-flopped. We, we live and we learn. Like, this is a brutal part of Super. Like, things can miss out just by, like, 0.1%. Same thing with Gorn last week. And then... You know, like Darcy injury happens, but silver lining, you fall into bricks. Like timing. Some, yeah. I think sometimes people get confused with like, I made a good move with like, yeah, I just lost, I just lost one coin flip, and that's what some of these feel like at this this time of the year. Yeah, I've lost a few. Took Callum Mills didn't help, but hey, I'm sitting at a thousand, so hopefully, I just want to push maybe top five hundred this year and and go all right. But that's the difference between you know maybe top five hundred and top fifty. So. Um, yeah. It is what it is. All right, let's get to some news. I mean, we don't have major news, obviously, with the injury front uh, as they sort of all get released tomorrow. But um, there's a couple. What we do know is Clary's pretty much a cert to play. I think they were saying that sort of before last weekend. So you'll get him back, JD. Um, oh, that's the plan. I will, I will say I was already on Demon Land today checking uh, religiously for training updates. Was he feeling his hammy? He actually out there training today. 
which would have been a concern if it wasn't for the fact that the whole squad had a bit of a long weekend. So I believe they resume trading tomorrow to be back on Demon Land checking updates. Yeah. Uh, Goey, if anyone has him, obviously we know there he's he's going to be out for a lot of weeks. So I was kicking myself last week that I didn't take the punt, but I knew there was a reason I didn't go there and it showed up this week. <laughs> I, I must I must say I'm very pleasantly <laughs> that I never recommended him and said after my experience last year, I could not recommend him at all. And yes, this wasn't the exact reason as last year, but yep, I'll give myself a tick for that one. Yep. Um, and as I said, there's not a hell of a lot of other news we know injury-wise. Any obvious ones that we know of that sort of... Uh... Big dude they did his ACL. Yeah, second one. I only raised that because right. uh, Josh Worrell, I think, is a direct replacement. I think he scored 100, right. didn't he, in his first game? Yeah, scored 100, yeah, this but week. elevated price. He can score, so... I think he's like low 300, so not really a play. If it was like 200K, he'd be a great downgrade, I think, in two weeks. But anyway, that's kind of irrelevant. So I just thought I'd, yeah. Another anyway. relevant one's Eddie Richards, maybe, with Dale and Daniel. But of course, uh, they got a terrible buy. So it's just really hard to. Dale's going to be away. uber premium. <laughs> yeah. It's been a good yeah. pickup from a few weeks ago if you got him. Yep. Um, yep. The, the other injury that may be relevant is Jai Menzi. So. Believe he actually did pick up a concussion after receiving Zebel's knee base, and that could be relevant for those that hold Davy still. He may come back and play again this week, although he wasn't particularly good in the twos. And speaking of the twos, uh, Essen's first round pick, Elijah Sardis, played his debut game for the VFL on the weekend, uh, returning from the MCL in the preseason, 18 touches and a goal in the first three quarters, and then was held out. Apparently, he's now cleared to play a full game. So that is someone that the timing of him kind of looks like he could back and maybe playing even in the ones around post-buy, and that could be a downgrade M9 target. And George is smirking because, of course, we're talking about the Dons. But when it was Dodie, no, no, no. Hang on, no, no, no. I was going to say it. History of the game. Then it's uh, it's all good. It's all good. But no, no, no. Since we're talking, play, since team, we're, no, no boy, since no. we're talking about uh, VFL, why don't we just go to under 14s? <laughs> Let's talk about Kobe Viewing the goat 2027 Super Coach Lock. Kobe, have him in your sides, ready to go. Bomber father, son. Um, kicked nine goals in the under 14s uh, on the weekend for those that are playing at home. Uh, since we've gone to lower leagues, uh, I'll mention the Eagles. <laughs> no, that's a bit of a kick. Um, but yeah, another three or so injuries for them. We could see that that mid-season draft pick, uh, Ryan Marrick, I think. I don't know. It's either way. I yep. saw a video saying, but he might come in. So we'll see what happens. 102K forward. So yeah, yep. Yep, he's on the lead. Looks like he could be in sooner rather than later. All right. Uh, time for the concerns. I'll uh, I'll sit back and I'll see what you guys say, but... First up's the two the two North boys. So, I mean, Zebel 172 break even as we see there, uh, down to is it 510k boys something around there, um, and then Sheasel, uh, 460k and then 119 break even. So, um, what did you see, George, in regards to role? Like, you know, Sheasel started defence, but then got moved to midfield again. So, sort of the reverse of last week. But yeah, Aaron Hall, what, what do you see? Can I just say, I wish you traded him in a few weeks ago. I think that would have been funny. <laughs> anyway. Oh, thank God. I did. <laughs> just for the reaction. Oh, my right, God. So, uh, oh, God. I am a 
bit overreactionary as usual, so I do panic. I think things can be turned around, but just watching him, he looks cooked to me. Like, I don't know if you saw some of his one-on-one contests, but like he basically gave up on them. It just it looked really was poor in the eye. His kicking was like some of the worst it's ever been. And um, not only that, Aaron Hall back there. I think Aaron Hall's hurting Sheasel more because Sheasel started down back, and Sheasel used to be the one running off the back of the square, getting marks through the middle of the ground, setting up play, and that was all the dude in dreads, not not Sheasel. So Sheasel looked a lot better forward of the ball, I thought, um, in the last quarter. If he kicked that walk-in goal, probably would have scored a 90, but not really sustainable way. But yeah, back to Zeebel. You had to get rid of him last week. Uh, 170 break even this week, 510k. So you either commit to keeping him or you flick him now. You know, you should have done it last week or when he was 600k. I'll be flicking him because I'm worried that he, well, he's 32 years old. He looks awful. It's, I think it's been brewing for a few weeks. I did read on Big Footy two, three weeks ago that he's been doing limited training or missing sessions. So I don't, yeah, don't. I can't confirm that, but that's big 40, usually pretty accurate, I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, I'm jumping off. I'm a bit worried what lies ahead for him just because he's his age. I could see him falling off a cliff. I could see him coming good, but when I'm not sure, I just get out. So I don't have enough confidence to hold. I think that's my um, that's where I stand with Zeebel. What do you think, Jackson? Um, yeah, so I realize there's a bunch of injuries that we totally skipped over. So let's jump back to that in a second. In terms of Jay-Z to finish him off, um, your mate Bex pointed out to me today, um, Eno, that he had that plantar fascia injury about six weeks ago where he came for 20 minutes. Um, and then really he hasn't looked the good since. I mean, I think he had one good game where he junked it up where they just played kick to kick for the first quarter. But the other, the rest of those five weeks has been all poor scores. Um, those types of injuries you can play through, but they do linger and they do cause discomfort. So um, I reckon there's, you know, big, big, big bog footy stuff um, that, uh, that that he was probably carrying something and that is probably affecting performance, which might might be why it's combined with uh, obviously the new coach at the helmet as, as well. So uh, a lot of the advice we're going to give this, this week comes to it depends on your team, right? Like what you should do with them. Because if you don't have the trades, you can't trade them. You just have to hold. If you do have the trades, I think Jay-Z is someone that you could move. I was hoping to hold these types until they're buy and then flip them. But given the break-evens, uh, you're going to lose so much money over the next few weeks that I think uh, if you get to someone coming off the first buy, it makes sense to move them on now. So uh, if you have to keep, keep. But um, if you're in a position to trade, I'd be sending him packing because uh, I'm, I'm concerned enough now that he's he's going to only be a low 90s from here to the end of the year. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are probably going to have at least two of these players, if not all three. So I know while some, I mean, a lot of advice is all, always team dependent, um, you know, we'll probably give our opinion at the end here what sort of order we would say we'd flip these in if you wanted to. Cause as and by the way, Cog's not yeah. being on this list is... <laughs> Yeah, I would add Cogs in to be honest. I don't want him. I would I would happily buy flip him if I had the trades too. Um, and I probably yeah. would do so before some of these others, but anyway. You would? Like I think he's only lucky he's not here probably because these three exist. Like oh, 
and I'd if probably we'll... get rid of him than, than Day if uh, if we're being honest. But uh, okay. that's probably unpopular. But yeah, um, Sheezel, George, I think you said in at the a bit at the start there, like Hall's probably affecting him the most. That's probably true because you know he did look. He was on thirty six, I think, at halftime, uh, playing half back. And he sort of just third quarter, I don't think he sort of found it at all. And then the last quarter was actually quite good in a bit of their, um, you know, surgence to try and win the game. Uh, just as you said, missed miss that goal um, at the end. But um, I think this is going to continue going forward, whether it's start the game or finish the game, halfback midfield. It's probably going to keep just flipping, you know. You can do sort of anything everywhere, but it's just sort of wherever they feel they need him in the game. Um, so... It's probably going to continue to be like this. I'll probably lean towards holding him still to the buy and then assess then. But say if you didn't have a Zeeble or whatnot, would you consider trading Sheasel? Uh, if you have the trades to, definitely. I think he's not the worst F6. Um, just because like finding a good forward, it's a lot of people wouldn't have Butters or McRae. They're very, very pricey. It's quite difficult to get to them. And also the buy is not the same, super same. friendly. So... Um, I think I'm probably going to trade. I don't know. I think the role is not, it's not great, but I still think he can do like an 85 to 90 if he's playing forward of the ball. Just, he looks a lot more, he gets involved a lot in that role, but he needs to kick goals and he has been, but is it sustainable? Probably not. So I still think yeah, roughly 85, I think you can do from here. Um, if that's where you're at and you can have to hold that, I think that's, not ideal, but it's, it's where you're at. It's where you're at it's with trades. So I think it's not the absolute disaster hole. I can see Zeebel completely falling apart, whereas I think Sheezel, I think, will keep doing I don't know, roughly 85 for the rest of the year. Uh, hole out of the team, that would be interesting. I'd be more inclined to hold if Hall was out of the team, but I think the new coach just wants to play him, and he's getting a lot of usage back there. So, yeah, I would trade if you can or if you can't then hold, put it that way. JD, could we see maybe, I was thinking similar to Dacos last year, maybe Sheasel hits the bike, gets a little refresh, and could he come out and, and be all right at the back half of last year? I know Dacos was still pretty up and down, but he had a couple of big games that sort of helped him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think we could, but for a general, general, at least, I haven't got the data to back this up. It is really something we should look into. My feel is that rookies tend to drop off or fade away as the season progresses, not tick up. And what we saw in Dacos is probably the exception to the rule. So um, he's a worries me. I think he's very talented and he could spike some good scoring playing forward of the ball. But the reality is he's been brought to the dance. He's scoring as well because he is behind the ball. And this would have been the same for Dacos last year, by the way. If he had been the, the ball. And even when we did see it in patches last year, he just didn't score as well. I think that's going to be the same with Sheasel. North have been playing okay these last three weeks. They've been building, I feel like. And so he's gotten opportunity when he's been forward of the ball and he's looked good. And I think that means they'll persist with the role because the reason why you want to play someone like Sheasel behind the ball at least to, to start the year and to start his rookie career so he doesn't get lost as a small forward where he doesn't get any touches, he loses his confidence, and then all of a sudden it's almost like he wasted a year of development um, playing him forward in a poor side. So uh, from what we've seen when he's on the ball, when he's forward, that isn't happening. He's rising to the occasion. He's finding ways to get involved in the game. So I think they persist, which unfortunately means the super coach scoring won't be as good. 
I have him below still from here on out, but I do like that he's probably more durable than Zeeble, uh, which may weigh into people's decisions. Also, which one has more cash if you're looking at um, one or both. Um, I, so I, I personally don't want him. He was always in my buy trade plans, uh, has been for the last couple of weeks, and um, I've seen nothing to change. Someone that I want to get out of if I can. Um, if, I, if I've got someone like, I don't know, pick any premium um, versus Sheasel on the run home from either defense or four, I'm confidently going to back them in to put 10 to 15 points on the week, which is going to be a really nice point of difference for those that, that can do it. Yeah, I think that's true. It's just if you really don't have the trades, you're probably going to have to uh, hold yeah, you, get, you have to make compromises, right? Everyone has to make compromises somewhere. And if it's holding Sheasel, yeah. as long as the rest of your team set up well and you can make up points in other ways, that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but for those that are in the position to jump off it, I think that's the play and that's that's where you're hoping you get your advantage over the back half of the year. Yeah, and then Will Day we haven't touched on, but um, I mean, it's funny with talking like we all want to punt the North boys, it seems like. Uh, they're averaging 96 and 101, and Will Day is just averaging the 90 points on the season. Um, is now at 440k, which is basically what I think I bought him for. Um, he's copped some attention, George. So I didn't catch much of that blowout on the weekend, but supposedly Drew was going to him a bit, and then I did see that he did move half back for the second half. So uh, at least it's finally maybe good to see that Sammy Mitchell's Trying to help him out there, and you know, avoiding the tag and just sending him back. But is he look? Is he? It's just annoying that he's a target for every Hawks opponent. Seems like he's the one they go to. They don't worry about the other guys, the inside balls and the poorer ball users. And then with a bit of pressure, he just hasn't been able to use the ball as well. Uh, Will Day on the outside. That's probably what's hurt him the most. He's still finding a lot of it. Um, and look on the weekend, I think he had no clangers, but it was the week before, right? He had thirty and. Six or seven clangers, and that that hurt him then. So, what do you see here? What? Um, just quickly, I'm going to go back to Zebul and Sheasel very quickly. I'm just looking at the marks that North have made. So it's not as much I'm, anymore under Rat. Nowhere, nowhere near. It's uh, yeah. I think seven, eight, nine, roughly one twenty average. I'll get back on this and get it for sure. So yeah, one twenty average marks, and from ten to now, it's like eighty or something. So I don't know, but possibly game plan shift. I don't know. Anyway, uh, Will Day. We, we also, by the way, haven't mentioned it in the hallway, um, which is by the name of Aaron, who is back in the side. He, like if he gets dropped, then maybe there's some cause for optimism about these two. But he also uh, five out of nine kick-ins this week um, where, you know, up until this point, Zebel had been taking oh, basically yeah. 80, 90% of them um, in a week. So to lose you know, five kick-ins this week, for example, uh, is, is a pretty big deal given that that's where a, a reasonable chunk of his scoring is coming from. So if Hall stays on the side, um, definitely even more of a, a reason to jump off. I think if Hall gets omitted for any reason, um, then then that's maybe a little bit of positive, especially if he get those kick-ins back. Uh, talk about Will Day. Day, George, and then yes. we'll go to some injuries that JD wanted to um, raise. It doesn't look terrible. I think the... Um, their defense was all at sea, like I've never seen before in the first half. I think they were up by nearly 90 points, Hawthorne, at one point. Uh, not Hawthorne, Paul were up by 90 points against Hawthorne. So they were like, they were struggling. Weddle had his worst second half ever and great second, um, worst first half you could have basically, and second half was much better. And I think, yeah, they need a day to help stabilize the defense, get a, it's not really senior body, but 
yeah, they've got a few kids back there. So he's um, helped stabilize that. Uh, yeah, I'm not worried about the role. It just he actually started getting started scoring better back there. So I don't know. It feels like there's an excuse for day every week. Like he gets a bit of attention, a bit from Drew. They got smashed, bad ratio. But this year, this week, um, less clangers. Uh, I think he's not. The thing is at D6, there's not a whole lot of great D6s. Like even Sinclair, I'm like looking at him and thinking, uh, I don't even know if I want him, but. A lot of people in the slot might have a Luke Ryan who's had a game plan change at, or they've had a game plan change at Frio. People looking to Jake Lloyd. So I think they can go not too far off these guys. So I'm okay with holding. Uh, would I like to trade? Yes. But uh, he doesn't look terrible on the eye. He's just not as good as he was earlier in the year. So I do think there's some good games ahead, but just ride through the bad games, which will come. Uh, yeah. yeah, so um, just quickly on day, I mean, I think I had a slightly different perspective, but the one thing you said there, George, which I totally agree with, is it seems to be a different excuse for him every week from holders such as myself. And um, one thing that I've kind of learned playing super coach over these last couple of years is make an excuse, and it's a different excuse every week for a player. Generally, it's actually just that they're not a good pick and you should move on from them. So you kind of like triggered a like oh crap moment like yeah probably this is just a bad pick um but i like more than the other two at least we've got on here where i think as a keeper and once again this is where team dependency comes in or team team dependent trades come in because he's got a different buy and he's also got the least money these three options um but yeah i, I will say i think two of the last three games he's been tagged and that obviously is at least a, a observable reason should change and especially when you look at his next few games i don't really see who's tagging him in those it's actually I quite a nice run after brisbane this week off the yeah, I mean, brisbane's a matchup, but brisbane no. have been um giving up points to midfielders um despite you know getting the wins but yeah yeah brisbane gold coast carlton uh gws north richmond like it's there's not nice. really there's not really too many teams that and I'm actually even surprised that we've seen two teams tag day so far. Um, now, in terms of like what happened on the weekend, that I thought the Hawks midfield got beat pretty badly, but like really badly, to be honest. And that's probably partly because Day was taken out of the action and then Butters and Rosie just creamed whoever else was in there, like Newcomb and Walpole and whatever it may be. Um, that's probably part of the reason why the defence was struggling. Yeah, no Sicily hurts, obviously. It's going to hurt any team when you're missing someone like that. It's the same thing with Melbourne, where they don't have May, for example. But I just thought that they were winning out of stoppage and clearance so easily that the inside 50s weren't really giving the defenders a lot of chance. Plus, they had mis mismatches. Like, Weddle on Finlay's, what was that plan? Um, like, they adjusted and all that type of stuff. But I, the reason why I think they moved Day back was just because he'd had no impact to halftime because of the tag and that freed him up. And he did have, you're right, George, like he had a great impact, I thought, in the second half. Uh, Hawks looked a lot better in that second half, to be honest. But I don't think they moved him back there because the defense, I think they just needed to find a way to get him into the game. And that was more the, the move that they played. So I still think they need him to come back and play good min minutes, but who knows? And any time, once again, when you're making these this many excuses for a player, it's probably a sign that you should just be trading them. And if that's a buyer you're struggling on and moving him out can help, then I totally seems to do it but um i'm more inclined to hold um him as you know one of my couple of fakos that i'll hold 
All right. Before we move off this topic, uh, I said we'd, we'd give a, an answer here. A lot of people might have all three. So we'll just let's say people do and they have the luxurious position of being able to flick one off uh, this week or in the coming weeks. I mean, it's probably got to be this week since Zeeble's the one there with 170 break even. What or who, George, would you would you be flicking first? And I think I know the answer, but... Zeeble gone, number one. <laughs> I know he's probably got the highest ceiling and still got the role, but just I, don't know, I just feel like the downside could be horrific. So Zeeble one out. Second I'm trading would be Sheasel, and then third would be Day. And I, yeah, I'm keeping Day for what it's worth, trading the, the other two. Is that because yeah, of buys or because you believe in him the most of the three? Um, or money or both? Or I'd love to trade Day to Jake Lloyd next week. But, <laughs> yeah, I think we'd love um, to just flip them all gone, but not uh, can't be done. Well, I think uh, it doesn't even matter with the buy for Zeeble. I see the break even. I see. I just worried about the pick if it holds up or not. So, forgetting buys, Zeeble's out. She was she was a little bit buy related. Um, mm. If he didn't have a buy, yeah. like, I still don't think it's the worst F six in the world with Sheasel. Um I don't know. Regardless, like he's not a top, he's not a top liner. You don't really want him in your team, uh, your final team. But um, he, yeah, I would still trade if you can. All right. If you're only getting rid of one and the buys don't matter, I'm ordering them Sheasel, probably Zebel, then Day. Um, otherwise, if you're getting rid of two of them, then get rid of them in the order on screen, which is Zebel's got to go out first just because of the money that you're going to so yeah and then eno um where do you sit on this do you do you... I, i'd be much the same it's pretty consensus they probably both get one more week i want to see what uh, happens with Sheasel another week but because that's the only one that could probably flip maybe day before Sheasel. but i think i just trust day keeping his role a little bit more um unfortunately they are throwing a few guys through there more than usual like you know Hard to say on the weekend, like Dillmore getting in there and whatnot, because it was a bit later in the game, and they just. Well, that was when Day came out. Yeah, it's very irrelevant. <laughs> they did a rotation. Like Frost went forward. Yeah, I don't take much out of that. And Day went down back. Is that's my point. I, I trust the seventy yeah. percent have been getting most of the year more than just this one game. So, yep. no, I'm not worried about them. Hopefully, just no clubs decide to touch any Hawks yep. players. Although they've been in decent form, so maybe that was part of the Port's thinking early until it was evident that it didn't matter anymore. Um, I just like um, as well, like if the cash doesn't matter as much, then I'm still in favor of holding these um, until they're buys and then flipping them then, um, you know, like originally awesome was the plan. And so if money doesn't matter as much to you, then, and you can make that work, then I'd still be in favor of doing that. And also if Hall gets dropped this week, then I think um, like Jake's clearly the keep over Sheasel, even though I already have it as that, but um, yeah, I'd then probably back in able to keep, keep going on well if there's no hole i think yeah both you'd love it for both of them you'd love to like and she's was maybe a little easy to hold with the lower break even like if zebra was to yeah. implode a third week in a row and go to 450k it'd be like yeah wouldn't be nice but anyway enough talk about them it's uh obviously a big Sorry, I, had, point, but... I had the yeah. couple of injuries to go over didn't yeah. i so um uh for the pies right bo mccrew um also went down as well as um uh, to go out but i don't think their rookies are going to come in and i'm a little bit worried for uh what harrison hh as well right because uh elliot lipinski and mcstay are all meant to be back in this week 
um, which is actually kind of interesting as well um, to see McStay back and interacts with Cameron. Um, the big news that we've kind of haven't really talked about, I don't think, was um, the dogs with Richards looking like he's out for a few weeks in the no, as well. Yeah, he did. We did. Sorry, I missed that. Okay, so yeah, I mean, Dale is like uh, full full stream ahead for anyone with him. Um, the cats. What we've heard this week is Danger, Duncan, and Holmes are all to return after their buy. Um, so I'd say that's pretty poor signs for um, Ocean Mullen with uh, combined with like kind of Scott's comments about him during the week. Um, and then um, only other watch might be on St Kilda. So Hunter Clark got ruled out for what like six weeks with his ankle, and then Owens had a con um as well so i don't know if hunter clark out frees up a spot for bytel but i have a feeling he also got concussed in the twos and we might see wind hager play so not sure if he'll end up being or not in the back half of the year i know he's pretty cheap but um yeah those are the only other ones i wanted to to cover yep i think wind Hager's 180 so look a bit elevated but maybe if he was to secure a spot could just he's be come off his buy and if you need a, need a spot for the last bench two cover weeks, right? for the year yeah. or something as well as that yeah. by help uh all right, so we spoke about the concerns, uh, enough about that, but let's get to George's favourite topic, and that's some of the yes. forward options. This is where he wants to talk about. Mm. Uh, so, look, obviously... Hey, the he's looking, at this, looking in disgust at the moment. Uh, <laughs> we're missing one. Okay. Tell me... The only one that's one... The only one Brownlow? Okay, okay, here we go. I'll put him right at the end just for you, JD, and we can, we can get to that later. What yeah, you thank you. Here? Some respect. Come on. Um, yeah, like the options with these Zeebles and your Sheezles, uh, obviously there's your actual premios, but they've all got the, the dreaded buy. And, and to be fair, <clears throat> a couple of these do as well. Um, but like you can't really just be going Zeeble to McRae or Butters, which is too much anyway. It's not really helping you as much as you'd like it to. So the, the other option is to go down. Um, and the one that would help you the most buy-wise, obviously here is Jeremy Cameron, who... I think a couple of people in the Discord went his way. a bit of a pod pick and obviously one that will we'll play in the tough buy rounds. He went 80 last week and then 107 on the weekend. So quick quick thoughts on Jezza, George, uh, as an option uh, before we get to your, your favourite real cheapo. It, <laughs> I hate to say it, but he did a hamstring 2021 and 2022. Yeah. That rules him out for me. That's just how I am. I, so, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but referencing my spreadsheet of soft tissue in, in injuries, <laughs> review weekly. Oh, Must we say, yeah. George is now an owner of Tom Stewart, so he's come around uh, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, well, and then the first week George gets him, by. he kicks his first goal in four years. So there's some good juju, I, I guess. Yeah. I wish you owned it. I mean, <laughs> I, I really... I really do like Jeremy Cameron as a as a little bit of a punt. We're actually missing one other one here as well. I realize in um, Cameron, um, but anyway, so um, Cameron Decam. Um, so much so, we trust him. These are more yeah, speculative. We'll yeah, talk about I guess so. I guess later. Yeah, he's a different tier of just good. Um, so yeah, he was flying at the start of the year when they had the full squad, and um, that full squad should be back really post by. So there's some optimism that Geelong's form picks up, which it already kind of has weeks anyway and that we see um Cameron and Tomahawk even scoring better on the back of all of them returning um you know it's obviously a lot of ifs have got to have that play out but with the nice buy and the ceiling that he's got I I, I like Jeremy Cameron for the last couple of weeks I still think it's a nice risky option so I don't have people going there as long as you're aware that it's not a slam dunk pink by any means there is risk associated with it 
yeah, 70 break even, 450. It, it's quite nice, and Jez can go on a big run, but it's still a big run. There's still 10 weeks till the end of the season here. So it's, you know, sometimes we think uh, off the buys, and it's, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, it's not too far to go. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, because they have the buy this week. Yeah, it's a long time. Um, yeah, you're not going to go there, George. I already know that. Harry Himmelberg's the next one, um, which again, a lot of people would be quite interested in if he didn't have the same buyers, you know, the guys you'll be trading out. Uh, to go to him um, did pop up back in defense, but some part of me thinks that, you know, they have Haynes out. They have coming out still till post by Davis. Um, Taylor. Taylor's a big one. Davis. I don't expect to play AFL again if <laughs> uh, not required, but um, yeah. Is it going to hold for the rest of the season? That's probably the thing. No. Uh, if, if this popped up, you know, six weeks ago, you, you'd probably be happy to, to take a punt at 370 K, but now on low trades has the bad buy. It's probably uh, not that much of a smash pick anymore, which is unfortunate. A lot of people uh, love old Double H after the, what he did last year, if you got him for a bit. I mean, but part, part yeah, of, part of this as well, like you got to remember, you're like bailout forwards, right? You're still hoping you can keep them until the end of the year. Mm. Most people are downgrading these as a cheap option to like get them home uh, because they can't afford trades to get up to scale. And I, I think the issue with someone like. Um, Himmelberg, is it what Taylor's back in a month? I want to say, and one of those games, so really get three weeks out of Himmelberg, and then you've got 10 weeks of him playing forward. So, unless you're planning to trade him, why are you doing it? And if you're planning to trade him, like, I don't get the same price, you're gonna make more cash. Like, I just it doesn't it doesn't really make a lot of sense for me as a pick. Yeah, and I could quite easily see once Haynes and Taylor are back, he goes back forward and, and coming as well, right? Coming's like three weeks away, like. Yeah, um, but more like a couple of weeks away too. Like, there's about four defenders to return from the injury. Like, he's not playing forward, uh, but back for us here. So, no. Himmelberg off the list, crop line through. I think we've ruled that one out. Don't do yeah. it. Yeah. Um, ben Keys, Jaws. Yes. Yeah, I know your video. Yes. Oh, no. I, know, I know your video went out last night and in, he was not uh, mentioned, but then as soon as it went up, <laughs> you would. Studying the into the Ben Keys the mood. Discord started <laughs> popping up. Uh, anyway, oh, this is my man. Um, midfield last two weeks, is it? Just two, really? Like, he's had a couple yeah. of tagging jobs. Played mostly half forward for, like, almost a year now. It's like half of last year, right? And then um, started this year. So, what's going on there? Because right. first the thing I'll say changing is... week to week. Is he? Is it? Is it going to hold? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to make the no case and then you can make the yes case because I think you've got a lot to go right. Oh, and I, the mo- there's a we'll get George's yeah, yes case first. He's got the notes right. Okay, <laughs> all in here. I want to leave on a this... high note. I don't want to be. I don't want to be the Ben Keys hater. We've already. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll say support. something and then you start. I'm fully. <laughs> I'm just because I'm a crow supporter and I'm trading in Ben Keys. It doesn't mean it's going to work. <laughs> I don't know if the role holds, but. I'll just give a bit of preface on like why he's in the midfield and why he wasn't at the end of last year and whatnot. But anyway, JD, what do you you speak? Yeah, first so to, to this is this is the the reason why I know Ben Keys. Like up until the last two weeks, he basically hadn't spent any time as a midfielder. It had been all forward. Last two weeks, seventy percent, seventy five percent CBAs as tagging roles on two big dog mids. Looking forward, do they really have other people they're going to tag? Maybe they've got um, Dacos at the pies, but you know, that could be behind the ball. It's not necessarily ball. So, George, hand it over to you. Why would they persist with keys in the mids? Um, 
you know, mm. beyond these two weeks? I'm not sure. But uh, oh, he's oh, got he's oh, got oh, in there. Okay, okay. Oh, okay, okay. Fixed it. Fixed it already. Let's, let's, okay, so again I'll say it's a bit of a punt, but I think there's a reasonable chance he stays in the midfield and please understand that he's I don't want to hold Siebel. I'd rather bank one fifty K go to Keys. He got coaches' votes this week in the midfield. Okay, so last twenty twenty one he played full mid. 2022, he played full mid up until the last month. We did it like a forward tagging job on, I think it was Adam Saad, and yeah, just played a mostly a forward role. Now, why did they play him forward? Um, the midfield mix wasn't working. So Laird and Keys were getting 20 tackles each a game, basically, or I don't know, probably like 25 tackles between, no, yeah, sorry, 20 tackles between them a game. And the kicking skills weren't, super great in the midfield. You know, Laird's an okay kick, but he's not really, a, he's not going to kill you by foot. And Barry can't kill you by foot. And Key certainly can't kill you by foot. So the midfield mix, like we're looking really scrappy in there. So I think we needed a bit of a change up. Um, I can't even remember who else we put in there. Probably like Siligo or something. Um, I think maybe Schoenberg who hasn't really come on. Yeah. And Schoenberg's kicking is pretty bad too. Siligo's the one that's lost TBAs coming the last three weeks. So fast forward to this year in the preseason, they stated also another thing is he had an AC joint injury, which he played through and he had off season surgery for that. Uh, that might've been part of the reason why he was moved out of the midfield too. fast forward to preseason AC joint uh, surgery, all good. I think it must've been about January press conference to assistant coach. Where's Ben Key's going to play this year, mid and forward. That was the plan. And that's where he started in the forward line. What's happened at the Crows is that the kids, Crows' brilliant drafting strategy of taking all midfielders with second rounders like Barry, Schoenberg, Gallucci was late first. Anyway, like the, the drafting strategy has been a failure. And a lot of the um, midfielders we have just haven't come on for some reason. We're putting Sloan in there. I, I don't know why Sloan's in there. I, like he's been a warrior for us, but he's like 33. He's. Just he's slow. We don't need him in the midfield, but they're playing him 40% in there. Keys has been in there 70%. But now that we don't have Barry in there, we have Laird, who's an okay user. We have Dawson, who is a great user, usually. Last month has been a little rough, though. And then maybe the Crows are thinking, well, we can afford to put Ben Keys back in the midfield. He's a high time on ground player. He's pushing 90% um, time on ground. Coaches votes this week. So I think he'll stay this week. Now, round 15, uh, I there's every chance he plays on Dacos. So yeah, he's had 70% CBAs the last two weeks. A few weeks ago when we played Collingwood, I think it was round seven, he had 63% CBAs and scored 50-odd. But Dacos also had 50%. Uh, he had the exact same CBAs as Keys. Keys just followed him around. It wasn't. It was pretty much like a hard tag role. So um, I think there's a decent chance he stays in the midfield throughout the year. If it doesn't, well, shit, we're screwed and cry and gonna loop Eddie Ford with him for the rest of the year. That's how that's how, that's the plan. So I think it's it's a bailout option that you hope it's work works. I think it's like a, a chance it works, but um he's done a hundred plus, probably would have done almost one ten last year if his um CBAs didn't dry up in the last month. So I'm not expecting look, i if your CBAs drop a little bit, I think he can do ninety plus in the role. So I think that's okay. But yeah, if I have to give you a big argument to why the pick could work, then you know you might as well just pay up and go someone better, like McCrane or Butters. But can't afford that. So 
I'm trading him in a bit of hope. I think, yeah, definitely he'll continue in the short term, but whether they continue that in the long term and he plays four tags here and there, I think Dacos, yes, but after that, there's no one really to tag. So he's still winning his own ball. He's played on Neil, he's played on Rao, but um, yeah, he's still getting his own ball. I think he led for clearances, if not top two. Uh, Dawson and Laird struggled for clearances on the weekend. Anyway, that's my case on Ben Keys. Again, it is a little bit of a punt. I'd only do it if you feel like it's you sort of in position, like you kind of have to because you don't really know what to do. You don't want to hold Zeeble if Loyon trades, that sort of thing. But yeah, otherwise, you know, if you're being chilling, there's no reason to take this punt. What's his uh, soft tissue history like? Uh, very good. He's one of the None fittest. There is. Like he, he's always he did get there. Oh, I think go. he got his quad strapped one game early last year, but he played through it. That was bad. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Otherwise, he's played every game. <laughs> Spreadsheets undefeated. It might have been the hammy. It was a hammy or quad. He got that area strapped um, oh, half yeah. time. That was like yeah. uh, that's cool. I think he's. I don't think he's missed the game. Like he's the hardest. He's the guy. Like he'll he's the fittest guy. Yeah, he'll, yeah. Hardest hard worker. Bleed for the club. Like if you said to him, yeah. you know, I, I think deep down he wants to play midfield. But if he's like do this role with like yeah anything for the team sort of thing. So um, yeah, he's um, be a yeah, great so teammate. I'll just quickly say the buy doesn't work for me. Um, you know, if I'm trading out of someone like Day, it doesn't all. I guess for one of the um, North guys, if you're flipping out of that last buy, you could. But the problem I have with Keys is by then he'll already be probably too expensive. So you kind of have to, which means you're missing him next week, which I don't really love. Uh, and then if you're picking him as a keeper, I just don't see the role holding from here to the end of the year. Even if he gets it for four or five weeks, I think you know where he doesn't, um, or at least games where they move his role around to. I don't know, negate someone um, at halfback or whatever it may be, like, you know, in, in their forward line. Um, so I'm I'm worried enough that I probably wouldn't do this. If this was early in the year, I still had trades and it was a cash play, I'd be all on it. And so for those that do have the luxury trades and they want to go down here, I could see it working. Feels much more like a fantasy play where I know Eno um, brought him in this week with some of the best trades I've ever seen for a week of fantasy. Um, hand it over to you. Is this someone that you'd endorse in super coach format? Literally was about to finish off Ben Keys by saying this is a pretty much fantasy pick and probably, to be fair, he's the best of this lot. Most like at that price range, Jez is probably better, but a bit more expensive. So like if you're getting Jez at 450, you would probably just get DC, right? Um, I know the buyers don't help as much, so that's obviously plays a part there as well. But yeah, I'd be all over it if it was six weeks ago um, well, when I had trades and all thought I'd you know be fine for trades later on, but. Um, yeah, it, it's just tough. George, I guess, seen it last out of the year. Like, Rochelle, he's lost yeah, his, his time in there. And he likes teams like someone you need in there just for a bit of class. Zip, um, yeah. So, Even like um, Pedler, I think, should get more time in there. But I don't know if yeah. his body can handle it or not. Look, I said it 10 times. It's a punt. Yeah. If you don't need to do it, don't do it. I'm not telling he's you to best... get him. I'm telling you that what, I, what I'm just... Well, the like Him- is, Himmelberg, have so. we spoken about? I would have keys above, and then Phillips, who we'll speak about now, I'd have keys above as well, right? Because Phillips, it's funny to see him at three fifty k now with a negative break even, but um, like he he obviously bit of a beneficiary, right? Of you know this week in game, Hugh going down, Jai going down, um, and Aldi used out of the team at the moment as well. You know, Cunnington's been dropped pretty much for good, it seems like now. So, 
Um, unfortunately, uh, Clarko didn't give him a go early on in the season, uh, and he's getting it now. But it's probably you can't bring someone in like Phil Phillips at three fifty k. So I don't think we really need to spend too much time on him. He, he's just there. But I mean, he's he's had the same role for three weeks. The only game, I mean, he had a ninety nine last week, but it was seventy a week before, and then he's going really one. well. But but it was Greenwood and Simkin both went out before what half time. Um, yeah. And so, like, I just think it's really hard to say that this is the type of scoring get in the future. I'll, I'll just say, like, this is someone who preseason as a rookie. Would have loved to have him as a rookie. Ride him up for 350, 370K. Some still did anyway. They actually ended up having him pretty much just sit him there. Old yeah. Time. But, yeah, can't trade him in. Bad buy. He's not a keeper. He's already kind of made the money that he's going to make. So, I think this is a, a, a big no. Yeah. So, I still think Key stands out in that range of one that could have the best chance of being a keeper for the season then because we'll speak yeah, about five now. He's a lot lower, obviously, price, so he's a bit different of a pick. But um, I think, yeah, keys, keys, if keeps a role, we'll have a much better scoring than him. So, look, we could quickly speak on five. I guess we could have lumped him in with the rookies at the end as well. But um, off his, you know, off the bye, we'll play through for you. Um, has been getting some more mid-time the last couple of weeks. JD's about 40% or, or so, right? Which is yeah, you know, what you thought 40%. he might get at the start of the year, but that didn't eventually. He's had some niggles. Obviously, his foot's been bothering him. He seems to have uh, you know, at least managed that somewhat to uh, start playing some full games. So that's the positive side. But yeah, I wouldn't be picking him to make you money I'd, uh, you know, or as a premium on-field keeper. You'd be picking him to... You know, hopefully give you some cover, um, give you some good scores through the buys. Um, you know, Richmond this week is is obviously a pretty nice matchup. Um, and then yeah, if you if you're in a great position, just keep him on your bench as a as a bit of a you know uh, swing man between mid mid and forward. So um, twenty six break even's pretty much got to be now, and and yeah, see if he can help you this week, uh, JD. But yeah, you don't obviously make much from going down from someone as as you would to just a rookie. So. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the, the benefit with Fife is that he's one got CBAs, secondly, he's best 22, third, he's shown that he or hundreds in the past, and that's more than you're getting from a lot of the other downgrade targets that are going to be on the radar. The risk is the injuries and whether he's at full fitness, but he's now got a month of games under his belt, even though there's been some subs with a week off. I'd say those are good signs. I mean, if you want to take him re signing, is another positive that his body can't be all that. Um, so yeah, I think you can actually wait a week. I was thinking about this. Um, most people don't need him or his scoring this week. So trading him and, um, having the injury risk is, uh, like the concern. So maybe you could wait a week, even though he's got that low break, even pick him up at more like the 270k next week when it's just the two games you need him to get through to cover you through those buys. And then you can flip him out for cash at the end of the year. But he is a little bit of a different proposition to the rest of them in the sense that um, it's probably more about making cash and having buy cover, and there's no way that you're expecting him to be your F6 for the year. Any quick thoughts on Fife, George? I think you'll have a spreadsheet that would relate to him, nah. maybe. Uh, we <laughs> don't have injury for yeah. Fife injury list. <laughs> I mean, what's the purpose of getting him? I guess it's to get scores in round 14 and 15 and then cover you for the rest of the year, basically. For yeah, his price, it's not like the worst, like... He's too injury prone for me. The way I've set up is I'm hoping Roberts will come back. He can be covered late. And also Eddie Ford hopefully gets DPP and those two can cover me for the year. Fingers crossed. Um, that's sort of where I'm at. But um, 
I don't know. I can't really find 250k to throw on the bench for the year. I'm not in that position. So uh, not the worst play, but injury is too high for me. Could be a smash pick, but yeah, I don't know. Hypothetically, he comes out this week, scores a low 90s and has 60% CVAs. Are you jumping on him next week? No. I can't. Nah, still not. Yeah, you'd want to can't. have got the, him. This the reason week. to not the reason to not pick him is durability for me. Like that's my reason for not. And I'm not really in position to anyway. So uh, let it go. And if you have okay. him and does well, uh, which I can see happening for sure, then yeah, it'll be good. A full yeah. Elsa on that one for you, George. So set again. Let it go. Full, yeah, yeah. full Elsa. Let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Frozen reference for all the. <laughs> I didn't get it either. Um, that's all right. Yeah, you oh, know, we'll, we'll you cultural understanding, boys. Don't worry about it. More of a yeah. Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, you don't care as much durability with a 240k guy, but uh, he might benefit this week, right? Omira's out. You might get a good, uh, bit more midtime this week. Obviously, fresh off M- the bar. Us MJ owners hope uh, that'll be the case with him. Um, oh, yeah. Cool. All right, we got the bailout options there. Uh, went to them first as a bit of a, a uh, bit of more fun talking point. Now let's get to some that. Obviously, uh, some of them will be more proven. Uh, and again, off the buy, we're just going to talk mainly the guys off the buy. I mean, you're not going to be most likely trading in anyone with, well, the buy this week or the round 14, maybe, and then definitely not the round 15, I wouldn't have thought. So these are all the guys most people are going to be looking at to obviously help them through the buys and for the rest of the year. So we're going to pit them up against each other and probably do, yeah. Really, it's just defense and forward, uh, defensive midfield, uh, I see with these guys. There's no real forward options from these teams. Um, I mean, assuming Golden and Dunkley. Like, if, if you don't have Golden and Dunkley, then yeah, but they're very expensive. Get now. them into your team, yeah. Um, yeah look, maybe yeah. Golden's pretty expensive and you might avoid, but off the buy, it, it probably just makes too much sense if you were looking for the last forward. But yeah, we'll start with defense with the three guys here, um, Sinclair, Ryan, and uh, Lloyd. Uh, already owned Sinclair, and then a lot of looking Jake Lloyd's way. Um so, I mean, we'll start with Sinclair. He had, it's been very up and down lately. He had that, obviously, monster game, but in between a couple of uh, stinkers. I sort of said it after I got him, kind of regretted it uh, before I did, knowing that he's just been getting too much mid-time sparingly for my liking. Like, we'd prefer him to just be yeah. cross half back and lapping up the old cheap kicks like most of our defenders do. Um, and that's just simply not the case. Uh, so, uh, look, I already have him. I can't uh, speak... On getting him in, but George, you do as well. If you had none of these guys and you were looking this way, where where would you be looking? Uh, and maybe your thoughts on Sinclair first up. I'd go back to the well with Jakey Boy. I, I think you knew you'd say that. <laughs> um, I don't like all... Nice like, fixture this week. I don't know. Yeah. What's, Sinclair is just driving me nuts. I don't know. I don't um, like most of yeah. them. All of them, really, to be honest. I Can I just say, say they all suck. Get none yeah. of them. Get them. I know. Well, who's your D six then? If people have five, I, I think Doherty. Then... Get Doherty after the buy. Get else. these guys suck. They're so bad as options. I don't want any of them. They're not cheap enough to be really attractive. Their scoring <laughs> hasn't been consistent enough to love it. I don't want any Ryan's game plan scuffed. Lloyd only benefited while Blakey was out, and like I don't know, his scoring's been a little up and down. He's had a good game. He's got a good matchup this week. I don't believe in him for us year. I just don't. Uh, and Sinclair has been moved around too much um, under this game plan. I also don't like him as an option on any of them. If I had to pick, 
gun to the head. I still take Sinclair. Um, you can never make me buy Ryan. I will never own Ryan. So I guess by default, Lloyd is two. But I'm, I'm, I'm none of these picks for me. Thank you. Um, if you guys want to keep discussing, that's fine. I'm going to go grab a drink of water. But that's all I have to say about the defenders. This press conference is over. <laughs> all right. See you. He's just like an NBA player, just uh, unhappy with the <laughs> playoff loss. Grab the briefcase and run. <laughs> yes, yeah, so uh, Look, George, we know the four you really want now for this run home. You, you're going to have to want and have Sicily, Dacos, Dawson, and Stewart, right? They're the four that yeah. are almost non-negotiable at this point. And as you said, D5, D6, who really are they? Like, the North boys, everyone wants to jump off. Caleb, uh, yeah, Daniel. Yeah, I know. But they've got uh, the bad buy. So I think, yeah, gun to your head, you're probably Jake Lloyd here if someone has to finish that. Uh, Sinclair really should be the best here. Just, be, I, don't, right? I don't know what's going on. Like, how is he scoring the 70s? But, uh, How are we still talking about these defenders? Come on. Look, I think they're, I think, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're okay. Then you need to fill a D6. You want to get rid of your Day or your Z-War Sheasel at D6. I'd be fine with any of these. I probably wouldn't go Ryan because I think the last three, they're playing a bit faster. Young's picked up a bit. Ryan's come back a notch. Has the worst durability of the three as well. So I, I wouldn't bother with Ryan. But if you already had him, like, I wouldn't be upset. Um, I don't know. Sinclair, Lloyd, whoever. I think you're probably going to get around yeah. 100 from each. Like a young split kick-ins with uh, Ryan last week, which hasn't always been the case. So, yeah, I mean, just no. He's been okay the last few weeks, hasn't he? Uh, old Hayden or young? Yeah, hey, hey, uh, yeah, Hayden's Hayden's one has picked up a bit, but I probably still wouldn't even look that way. Still up and down, yeah. All right, let's look the way of the mids, which is where most people, if you can have the choice, obviously should be looking this way. Um, so these are the ones that, that we all want. There could be a couple other there, Chad Warner and, and uh, you know, the like, but really, yep. would you look? Would I you actually realised um, we disrespected one of the goat back half um, forwards of last year in the last section as well. We didn't hear about um, I dream of, but that's that's fine. Let's let's. George talk about spoke about him on the vid, but yeah, we can't go yeah, anywhere yeah. this year, can we? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> he's uh, he's fires like, <laughs> cheat code. Um, I could go him over keys actually. Mm, mm. <laughs> no, no mills this way. Bucker this mm. week, or who's getting all those CBAs? Could be anyone. No, no. Just quick on Isaac. Sometimes he looks like he's injured. Sometimes it's not. And he plays through it, I reckon. But I don't know. He'll be fun on every second week. So he anyway. lost a couple of big games and get himself back to a ninety-three average or something like he always does. So yeah, do it for the content, George. I dream. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mate, <laughs> got bloody Humphrey F five at the moment. That's content <laughs> enough. <laughs> Look, anyway. I think most people are probably, if in a position of to get one these week, this week is going to be probably looking away from Steel uh, initially, just because the other three are there and probably more uh, likely to be a better pick. So, um, look, Steel's there if you're absolutely strapped for cash and can't afford the, the top three. He's, so, he's, yeah. So just quickly on Steel, he's even in Steel like Steel high, I believe. Um, so it just seems to me like there's no reason to jump on him this week. You can kind of get it at least some information kind of free on him, or at least a couple of weeks of information free. Uh, maybe because maybe he's still got a one forty. It's got to drop out. But last week was a poor score. One hundred six so, break even. So, so I mean, I think he's still going to be roughly the same price in a week or two. I, I think you just wait and gather information rather than jumping on him now. I can see why if you're desperate for someone cheap and you just have to go and you do it, but it's a much bigger risk you could wait if you're planning on getting another mid in a couple of weeks' time. So that's yeah. that's the only thing. I think he's here last in terms of 
considerations for this week for me of these four. Does anyone not have them on the bottom of bring-ins this week? No, nah, I think he clearly is. Yeah, That's fourth, why I just yeah. want to sort of get him out of the way at the well, start here because the next three are going to be where, yeah, we really want to discuss. So, um, yeah, I guess assuming no one has any of these, um, which way would you be looking? Obviously, Sarong's that little bit more, 30K. Obviously, always when you trade in players, look whether or not that will affect you in future weeks. How much do you need that 30K? Um, always, you know, your own team's dependent on that. Um, always have a little look ahead and see. Uh but for me, I think straight up, it's in in this order uh, that I've got them in, and and in order of their price. So, Sarong, I'm grabbing this week. Someone I really want to own. It's been half a year of data now. We sort of see he's got the role. He's his uh, natural improvement um, and whatnot, and he's and he's really taken to uh, almost yeah leading that midfield that he kind of is now. Uh, really, along with along with Brayshaw. So, does Fife um, affect him? Like Long somewhat, but O'Meara's out around. this year, uh, this week, right? So um, I think it's more O'Meara, uh, you know, Fife and MJ. As well. That definitely affects the Freer boys a little bit. But Jackson's obviously not the worst backup in the world. Like uh, he's not so much a tap ruckman, which I can see why you'd argue that it is a downgrade, which I probably agree with you. Because, um, you know, Big Shrek obviously often gives first use um, when he has a really easy matchup. So. Uh, Jackson's still in there. I don't think the drop-off will be too much, but yeah, my order would be Sarong. Number one, Brayshaw, very happy we picked him up. George t- turned the corner, uh, you know, with his knee and he's, and he's playing really well. And then Neil's an interesting one, has a really good, like, fixture coming up. You know, I looked at it a couple of weeks ago as well, th- thinking about possibly getting him before the buy, but um, yeah, really opens up with, you know, obviously for Dunkley as well, as we all learned, but that's, pretty relevant what dunk scores these days uh, unless you captain him but obviously hawthorne this week at the g where they may not always play well but you know neil neil can do well there then they get uh once it loads um the likes of like north uh, so was it sydney after uh, then st kilda richmond and west coast so it's pretty nice um some teams in some average form there uh and, and uh, three of those at the gabba so uh do you agree with that all the george what would you have it at and uh, any queries with any of these? Not really any queries. I guess Brayshaw and Neil have done it for a few years, or Neil's done it for many years, and Brayshaw's done it for two or three. So I guess they have that over Brayshaw. So, over Sarong, yeah. Sorry, over Sarong. Uh, probably going Neil over Sarong to save the money this week, but I think I'd rather Sarong. Uh, I'd... I don't know what order I put them in. I think Strong, Brayshaw, Neil, I guess. But I feel like still a bit safe with Neil and Brayshaw. A bit more safer than with them than Strong because they're more proven. So, look, they're all. I'd be happy with any of them. I wouldn't lose sleep over it. Um, so after the tongue lashing I got from you two about Neil, um, I'm I have to have Neil number one. I'm converted, bolted on, diehard Neil. Neil one. I'd go Brayshaw two, and then Strong three. And I think this is, yeah, price coming into it a little bit. I also think we're um, probably glossing over Brayshaw's history of being excellent in fantasy and poor in supercoach. And I don't really know why that'll change. Even though he's looked better, I think he's always going to be capped a little bit just because of how he earns and scores his points. But I do buy in that he is better after the issues with his knee. The rest will only help that which I think does make him a really good buy. And then Sarong, um, I think he's a great option. And I've obviously been slow on the uptake. There were many times to buy him 
half the year and I, I still don't own him. Um, I think I don't really see too many upsides any scoring from here. I just see negatives. So Brayshaw getting better, Fife into the side, Darcy out. I'm just a little bit worried about what that does to his super coach scoring. Um, you know, there's more, basically more players that can score to, to for points down with. Um, and given that he's 30, 40K cheaper, I'm like happy to bet against him. If he was the same price, I probably do have him as number one. Um, just, I like what he's done this year. I think he's going to be a really good prospect for years to come, but price, price considered, history considered, it's probably Neil Brayshaw Sarong is how I've got them right week. Yeah. But it, it is, I think it's splitting hairs a bit. I, don't, I, like, I think all of them are good options for yes. those that are looking to, to upgrade and all three of them of any of the defenders as well that we spoke I was going to say. Get those DPPs going, get these mids in and um, pick pick different defenders. Yeah, it's night and day, I was going to say, between those op- defender oh, options oh, and oh. these mid guys. Oh, like, we're splitting, yeah, we are trying to find the negatives and really steals the only one, as we said at the start, that not too much interested in. But uh, looking at Sarong, his season's been actually underrated how, how you know super coach wise looking more into just the scores oh, raw yeah. scores but like you know uh, i think george said a few times uh, throughout the year that in round one he got that attention right and scored 70 and after that his floor has basically been 100 up until last week uh, at the g or two weeks ago um i was actually there watching the game he just had a few early clangers i think he has three in the first five minutes you know a couple of handball clangers and that obviously sets you back a bit sometimes and he still mustered a 93 in the end um so look i really like him for the richmond matchup this week Neil's still an option for me going forward too, right? Like I'm not just disregarding him. I'll get a look at him at the G this week against the Hawks um, and then see, you know, if I want to bring him in for his little gabba run that comes up and, and whatnot. His break even's 86, right? So, you know, could go up a little bit, but yeah. I will say the thing with the lines that's got me interested is I feel like all of their mids scored much better in the last month to kind of like the first month of footy. I think something's clicked. You know, Dunkley started quite slow, but he's been really good the last month. Ashcroft was good for rookie, but then he putting all these tons together. And then Neil obviously has had kind of four or five weeks of, of uh, much better output as well. And so I just have a feeling that there's been the chemistry game plan thing that they've kind of solved um, up to this point in the year. And I think that puts him in a really good place for him to score over the back half of the year. The reason why this is important for me is one of the reasons also against Neil is I couldn't see what was going to change for him to start scoring well. I needed to a reason logically for this pick to make sense. And that's the best that I've found. So maybe that's not enough for some people and I get that, but um, just kind of, uh, I think something's been figured out in their midfield that's kind of unlocking all of them um, when it comes to output on the field and then translating that into super coach points. Yep. Anything to finish, George, or... Um... Move on. No, move on. Beautiful. Uh, All right, we'll move on to some of the rookies. I was just trying to type up a few of them there, but it's pretty dire, like I won't lie. Um, You know, I think you grabbed old O'Shane Mullen this week, George, and just obviously crossing your fingers and toes that he's named when it comes to round 14, but it's not looking likely. (laughs) Um, Don't even need him, bro. Yeah, if right. you even yeah, lose a minute of sleep over the thought that there's a single shred of hope that he's in that side, come round. We are talking James. with bro. Old, I had some sleep. people had James Sicily and had six 
premiums out already. So I got the score. I got Tom Stewart in. I'm fine with it. Okay. All right. As long you you downgrading to next. Oh, no, I, I'm no fully point. aware. I'm fully aware of that. Okay. You only went him if you like facilitated to help you this round significantly, which it did. Got me like 90 points. So we'll see. Um, look, and I was about to say, like we are, there's a few old cats players that are pretty injury prone. So, you know, never know. Duncan, uh, might, you know, might do another something at training or whatnot. So he might, he actually has been. Kind is, of the only thing that gives me some hope. Sorry, cut you off. Some gives me some hope is that I think Chris Scott loves him. He wanted to play. Yeah. In one. yeah. So look, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fully expecting him to be omitted, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Yeah. Um, Fahey obviously came on against the Tigers and look, there's obviously we've already spoken about some of the injuries they already have that are due back soon. So uh, look, if he's named, you could go him. Doesn't have a great buy anyway, so I'm not sure how much he'd help you. Um, I've uh, mentioned before, I think George did earlier, the, uh, Harvey Harrison, is it, um, from Collingwood. Uh, they actually have a few injuries that they copped on the weekend. Um, so there is a chance he, he continues to play, uh, but he'll play his second right this week if named. Then has the buy, so, you know, maybe like if he's named again, Lipinski, 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 Elliott, and McStay are all coming back. So even if you factor in McCreary out and Dugowie, there's probably a pretty good chance that he yeah. ends up being another change as well. I, when he was named, I always thought he was a charity, uh, just West Coast, give him kid a game, and he actually looked okay. Uh, scored 50. Yeah, I thought he looked good when he had the ball in hand. I, like, I, yeah. I think he looked like he would be a fine scorer um, if, he, if he had job security. Yeah. Um, and then it gets really dire. Like, uh, we've got O'Donnell there, George does. Who, I think he's played four, or four, is it four games? Was that, was that his rise from, mm. <laughs> like, he's still 115K, yeah. so... Um, He's been playing yeah. forward for whatever Even reason. Cadman raced to 102k. Oh. <laughs> actually, he's, he's actually going playing, playing like that forward wing wing role. Um, Darcy, I think, was a test to come back. Yeah. This week, but didn't. Uh, I have a feeling that O'Donnell might go out of the side when Darcy comes back. Um, so I'm I'm pretty worried about job security, to be honest. On on him. I've, you know, beyond the obvious fact that he hasn't scored well, um, I don't think he's gone backwards in price. Oh no, he started one yeah. or two, didn't he? Sorry, I mean, yeah, but anyway, yeah, like... uh, he probably could go down soon. Look, that's why it's pretty dire. So, really, the only ones that, that might be actually worthwhile longer term are, are Lewis Malikin, who uh, has played one game, scored an eighty-seven, which is pretty nice. But obviously, first game, uh, you know, it's not too relevant to cash made. But he's one that you could get in and, and hope keeps his spot just becomes your D7 cover as we get rid of the likes of Weddle and all that, Seamus Mitchell uh, and whatnot. And I think most maybe still have like a, you know, constable at, uh, in the other bench spot. So someone that might end, you know, end up being a D7 if he can hold his spot. But that's, you know, something that's obviously in question. Um, Rampy back soon. Tom McCartan still TBC, but, you know, might come back eventually. Um, so he's up there at 170. I saw Phoenix Spicer there at 149, but I don't really want to talk about him too much. But he did just score a 60. He did just score right. a 60. So playing a bit high up the, sorry, playing a bit high up the ground in the first half. Then I think Ford kind of switched with Ford. Ford played yeah. a bit higher in the. It's half. easily the best game he's played this year. Uh, looking at him, so um, he went okay. But moral of the story is, if you need a downgrade this week, it's not looking god, uh, and I do yeah. need one. So um, you know, it's come to the point where. 
If you don't have um, MJ, then I think like MJ is one that you oh, can yeah. even though he's yeah. 216K. But he's a 216 And then, I mean, so I, this is where five comes in low. 40 or whatever it is. Like, that's why... Well, I, I need, like, to get my upgrade done, I need a cheaper rookie. So I might look the way of Jackson Bins if he gets named straight up, debuting, um, and just do it there because it's not really a spot that I'll rely on too heavily. Uh, as long as he plays in like round 14, say, for instance, it'll, it'll help me there. So... Um, yeah, probably just a case of the best debutante that gets named for me. Or I can find a way to get Malikin, but that uh, means I'll be trading Weddle. So all these are obviously team-dependent. But I think clearly if the best is is probably Malikin if he gets picked. But Who's paying 170 for their final downgrade? That's too much. Unless it works for you, but I don't know. Hey, George, I didn't say it was the smash pick. I said it was the best this week, and that's that's a simple fact. There yeah. isn't much. There isn't much. Maybe at MSD all. fault. Comes up soon. See how yeah. You go. Uh, the West West Coast match, like I think there's a pretty good chance he gets a debut just straight up. They've been playing BFL guys for like two years. Why wouldn't they play him? Yep. And if he was to play, I'd probably go him. So, um, yeah, not looking great this week. Yep. If you need a downgrade, but it's maybe a week where a lot of people, uh, a lot of people bank cash and just maybe doing the straight upgrades. So, Zebul um, to Benjamin. 150K. <laughs> Uh, anything else, boys, before we move on to some captains and then finish off with some questions? Um, I think there's no, let's much just else we missed. Let's just these dead rookies to come back. We need green dots. Oh, yeah. 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 If there was ever a time for Paul to etch his name into Supercoach folklore for years to come, uh, it Look, would be this week. <laughs> if he manages to ever come back, I will be gladly surprised. But... Um, <laughs> It'd be grouse because around 14, 15 is the only place we'll need him. After that, he can go play VFL the rest of his life if he wants. I don't care. But be hard to play um, when he's in China. <laughs> uh, along with his captains, even. But um, speaking of captains, boys, what are we looking this week? I think it's a really good week again, sort of options wise. You can talk yourself into quite a few um, this week. And with the. And I hope you talk yourself into who am I got him on? Who am I thinking? Who have you talked yourself mm. into? Yeah. Oh, talked myself into. Oh, well, about five different ones. Like getting in Sarong this week against the Tigers looks nice, but obviously that's maybe a captain, not a VC. Um, English against Port, Rowan even Thursday night against against Swans Rucks uh, is is not bad. Um, Nick Dacos in another big, you know, Monday afternoon medal. On offer clash, um, but that's obviously a late C. Uh, there's plenty, there's plenty. So, um, I think most will default maybe to an English off a big score with a good matchup against uh, Lysette or whoever ends up playing. Um, you could look Dawson and Laird's way against West Coast at home. You know, the Crows are a different team at home, they tend to uh, beat up on, on teams at home, even the good teams. So, uh, that does entice I'd probably me as well, go so. any. I'd probably go English into Dawson, but I do like Merritt or a Frio boy. I think right. I mean, it's yeah. I'll be bypassing English, which seems stupid, but Dawson maybe better VC because he has only been going, you know, maybe just a straight tons at the minute into into a Frio mid. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to nail a Dawson, get one of his one fifties that I missed uh, for a few weeks and just haven't come on. So. As I said, JD, there's heaps. There's heaps. 
Um, what are you looking at? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's so many. In terms of what I've got on right now, it is English vice captain. I like from him going back to that playing as the extra midfielder role, although I'm, of course, concerned with the port matchup, whether or not he's um, the right one with. But uh, I think promising enough. And for a VC, you are looking for that high ceiling, which English has proven at a number of points throughout the year. I just He looked like he was back to early season English. And then for captain, I've probably got it on Brayshaw at the moment, if I'm bringing him against that nice Tigers matchup. I think he went 1-9 in one of the last couple of games they played against him. But I'm less sure on this. I don't really love Brayshaw as a captain option. I think he's, once again, a high-variance player. Uh, I feel like I can't trust the GWS boys against North, though. Um, Merritt, I don't fancy as much against the, um, the Blues midfield, especially if they've returning and then um i don't know if i can really trust petrarca or oliver into the into the pies so i think that's where i'm struggling at the moment uh, ed didn't have a great week got tagged uh, i think o'neill could go to him so no don't necessarily like him as a captain option neil again well, i don't know man that, like they, there's so many matchups look good on paper but I, none of the captains are giving me that warm, fuzzy feeling at the moment. George, can you help us out? Have you English against Lightjet into Brayshaw? But I'm going Dawson. English into Dawson for me. But yeah, if you don't have Dawson, then I think Bray. I like Merritt too, but if you don't <laughs> like him, that's all good. Dare I say it's a week everyone wants to just get the old VC out the way Thursday, Friday night and forget about it. <laughs> yeah. Jake Lloyd VC against St. <laughs> Kilda. Uh, yeah. Thursday, I'm Thursday night VC is cursed. It's Friday it's been blessed this year. So that's why I think English has got to be the VC as much as um, Marshall is an uh, interesting one. Uh, uh, by the way, Eno, just uh, quietly, I've been cruising the West Coast big footy board looking for marriage debut calls. The one that they think debut is Barnett, who's 117k Ruck. So maybe keep an eye out for that. Sweet. Smells oh, like Ruck, Ruck cover. I can't get in. Boom. Oh. No forward status. Damn. Oh, okay. Because um, Marich is forward, right? In Super Cup? Yeah, he is. So... He's, he's just a forward. Super what? Super, you heard me. Um, all right, time for <laughs> questions. To wrap it up. Uh, I'll get them on screen as well. Uh, chuck the tweet out today to... Um, to uh, get some um, get some action going on there. I'll get this off the screen so we can see JD's head. Uh, I don't know how many there are, boys, but we'll... As we always do, crazy frogs. We are, we are the people's podcast. No, we, I've never said that, but we'll answer all of them. Uh, and I will we'll ask you guys to be more concise as we haven't been in recent weeks answering questions. But he obviously asked Ashcroft and Zeebel to brace your Neil probably going to hold for us the year. Brings it R2 with three trades left, yours. That sounds like something you'd love. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Lock it in. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Take it off. Three uh, trades. Supercoach. Like you're in a really risky spot, but whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, cash in the bank. Maybe if Briggs gets to like 500K, you could you could make a swap to someone. Uh, if, oh, if I assume that means it has to be Briggs, which actually probably means I wouldn't do that trade. But anyway, whatever. Um, Fife, Himmelberg, Oh, well, okay. This man's this. I don't know if we're rating because he's is that. 
is that trade out for? Is he got a boost left, and he's trading all four? Oh, these four? No, no. Nah, if they, if he's trading those, those, that's a troll because the bottom four is still yeah. a better scoring group from here. But it's yeah, we bad. spoke about those in the pod, so I think we didn't speak yeah. about Yo. I mean, I can't trust him to put enough games together, but he will score if he plays. Yeah. I mean, his body has been as cursed as Vice at this point. Maybe a little bit less, but he's, what, 100k more? Uh, yeah, I love him as a player. I, it's just 50k. It's even riskier than Fife is. Um, it's good to see old Relton Roberts not ask about uh, Neil Bullen this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got Harris Andrews this time, so I spotted the troll. Uh, you, can't, you can't fool me. Don't even read it. Piss off. Roll, um, Chris, ignoring the bias to finish your side um, is a five, but is Oliver Combo worth the risk over three low 500k guys? Um, Interesting. Use the trades, bro. You got six left. You, you have six left. Yeah. Six. Use two to good. get a proper F6. Yeah, yeah, so with left, I, I'd much prefer Fife Bud as Oliver, and then you can do something with Fife eventually, especially if you get a couple of leaks that having to use an injury trade. Fife makes a bit of money. Uh, I'd go the top one. Yeah, then you just go down to four, get your last player. Uh, hopefully you've got yeah. some rook, uh, cash on the bench. Uh, if I decide to trade Zeeble, can only afford a similar price player. I reckon it's worth doing Decam, Lloyd, or Hayden Young. Oh, so we didn't even talk about Decam. No, we can talk about him now. Smash- yeah, he's an absolute like lock of a pick for my F6 spot from here. He's at the right price. He provides a rough cover. I saw enough on the weekend, even though it was against West Coast, to think that he's going to be lower there, thereabouts the rest of the year. I enjoy watching him play. I want to root for him to win. I don't want to anti-pot him. So uh, I'm waiting until after his buy, but if he can take players on the buy, I've got no problem bringing him in this week because it'll be his cheapest price for the year, rest of the year, I'd imagine, from here. Yeah, I think, George, you just wait one more week. You don't want to, don't you, see? And then yes, after um, buy. Proper yep. look. No reason why he shouldn't be good, but yeah, bit burnt from this year, trading him in. Um, Kotsi says, currently looking to complete my team with three injury trades, trading in Neil and Oliver and sideways one of Sheez or Zeeble at their buy. DC, is it worth trading one of them earlier to save money but lose points on Cameron's buy? Yes, for me. Yeah, I think it is. You're going to lose way too much money. Yeah, I think you just if if you want Zebul gone, you do it now. You well, can't what's, really. What's Zebul going to score on his buy? He could shit the bed on the week that Cameron has the buy. So I I guess it like depends on what like what the impact of the losing. Is. So is losing the money meaning that you may not be able to get decam? If so, then you have to do the trade now. But if the if the money just means you've got less cash in bank with your three trades left, I'd rather get the points for the buy than the cash in bank. Cash bank earns you no money unless the injury happens and you get an upgrade. I'd rather um, I'd rather get the points than the buy, unless it means you there's a risk you can't get Darcy Cameron, in which case get Darcy Cameron and lose the points than the buy. Perfect. Unfortunately, JD, that's all in Jack Zebel's hands <laughs> for the next two weeks. Yeah, that's true. how much he loses. So who knows? But. I do agree with you. If you could get to the buy and, and make the switch, then you'll get more points, obviously. Uh, but hey, yeah, he might be all right for those buys. And well, maybe... if you have more money in the bank, then you can, something happens, you can get to a better premium, get points back that way. Yeah. I would yeah. take the points hit. It's not really a hit, right? You're just not getting an advantage by doing the swap, right? He's still copping a buy. So, oh, I mean, it, it might be at 17 um, with no Zebul. 
True. Like if you trade a table, you like you just may have a, a one less. Without seeing your team, it's hard. But yeah, uh, we don't know how well off you are for the 14, 15. Uh, Clary's Colt says, "Who are the best five primos coming off their buy?" We sort of spoke about that before. Yep. Hard to go between two positions, but yeah, we did rate those before. So. I mean, yeah, in, basically in the order that he's got listed, I think is about right. Yeah. Uh, Chris, trade Zeeble to five so I can get Clary for a Ford around 15 or Zeeble to Ryan and have Humphrey and Ford as my only non-two primos. It's, again, a bit harder to know how many trades, what you can do. but Any, Anything with Ryan on one side and Clary on the other, I'm smashing the Clary side. I don't care. Like, yeah. Give me five and Clary. Yeah, hard to analyze um, beyond that. So, yeah, I probably agree there. Um Clary's pretty high priority to get back in uh, post his buy. Uh, Corey says, is it worth trading a Marshall so Briggs can play on field if that means I can get two for one upgrades? Again, I'd love to do this if I had 14 trades, but but I don't. Um, so if you did, I'd honestly consider it. Rowan is it's what, 610, 12K at the moment. So, you know, it could be a thing where you get him back cheap or whoever looks, you know, maybe Shrek wants his back, but that's, again, risky. So, yeah, look, I'd love to do it. I did it in fantasy. I traded Rowan out, <laughs> said stuff, but I don't care too much. And it, <laughs> it worked one week. We'll see what happens. Rowan can obviously still go well. But for Supercoach, it's harder. How many trades you got? All that jazz really does play a massive part. So Can't trade um, Marshall now. Yeah, you had to do it last week, really, to get... Yeah. I mean, I assume he has Briggs R3, right, George? So he just wants to get Marshall's oh. money out and put it somewhere else. Um, yeah, it's probably... I'll trade it's English if you have him five. before Marshall. Would you really? You Extra score. Absolute... Yeah, I know, but... Less people people didn't look English's way this week because of the buy, and he just went 160, <laughs> which you could do again <laughs> this week. Like Especially That is true. Though, I would just not touch him. Uh, until he uh, collapses, if he ever does, seems like this year. I think if he wants to run Briggs Arthur to fix his team, like I'm not against that. Yeah, well, Marshall's the more expensive one right now, George. That's a funny thing. So uh, they're basically the same price. No, he's planning uh, to run Briggs two for the rest of the year. Going to find themselves in a spot of bother at some point. Yeah, join Crazy Frogs. Hey, it could work for mm, somewhat. Briggs can honestly do a hundred. I actually can see him doing that. Exactly. So, I, I like what I've seen so far. I just don't yeah. either do for the full back half of the year. Although we with Rux they break out like this. Marshall did it, Cameron did it, it happens. Yeah, Rux's a good good role and he actually looks looks good. Uh, looks a good player. Um fantasy with AST. Himmelberg or Keys we spoke about before, but I think if punting on one for the rest of the year, you'd probably go Keys. I think Himmelberg yep. is almost guaranteed to lose a role, whereas Keys is at least a chance uh, of keeping it for the season. Yep. Yeah, I think that's easy way to wrap that up. Jacob, who is the best option out of Neil Spray and Anderson? Um, Anderson obviously doesn't play this week, so a little bit harder. But I would, I would go Spray personally, just and then Neil. I think both are pretty good though. So uh, yeah. Spray is yeah. Andy Brayshaw. For anyone wondering, yes, yes, I like him too. Zebel to Himmelberg, Taylor, and coming to return up the buyers. Pretty much what we have said. So yeah. Um, probably avoid doing something like that. I'd just maybe he can't go Zebel straight to Brayshaw, but um if you could do that I would just do the one trade, right? Um and Baker's actually at a decent price. Maybe I would I would yeah, as I said with my team, maybe jump on a just debutante like a Marrick or 
um, bins if they get named and just do bake it down to one of them and it goes able to brace you. And then you probably have a bit of cash left over for your next upgrade. I wouldn't bother with Himmelberg. I think you boys are on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Uh, old Sean Pro, uh, member of Discord. I think he's going very well, right? Up there. Yeah. Um, pretty high. Uh, better to finish your team low on trades or finish with a few fake primos, have a more wriggle room. I guess that's down to the individual, right? We can't predict how many injuries we're getting the run home. It could be six, it could be one. Like, <laughs> I think mm. if you, I think if you're in his position, you'd probably just go for it and get a bit of a Abdul twenty twenty two about you and just go biscuit for it. The biscuit, just the go for it. Like you're here to win the whole thing, and you're not going to do it being conservative. I wouldn't have thought so. Send. Uh, uh... Mm, don't know. Obviously, depends who these guys are, but I guess. With. I'm going down to two injuries. So, injury trades, which I would have been fine with last year, but look, it could fall apart in one week. Who knows? So, <laughs> yeah. I'd probably go down, I don't know, four if you can, down to three would be risky, but somewhere in that range. Yeah. Well, if you've got cover or not. I mean, you get a lot of points trading your fakes in the buys, so. Think of it that way. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy asked a question we pretty much answered. Uh, yeah. At the start of the pod, so he'd, he'd probably watch uh, it. Round already. 15, the worst, just re- reinforces that it's... It's the Kanga guy. Yep. Who's the MS- MSD player to go early on? Well, we'll see Thursday if any get named, but if not, I think it probably would be Marek, right? He, he would... You would yeah. think get a, deb- a, a debut at some point, either it's not this week, so uh, probably him. Maybe Harry Arnold. You're ready to him, go intercept defender. One. Yeah, but harder team to crack into. Not a yeah. team sitting bottom two and or bottom and being in absolute dire straits. Uh, ben says, how many injury trades are you willing to go down to? Uh, sort of answered that, I guess, but everyone's a bit different on your, on your risk tolerance. Uh, it's really an option. I think JD's tried to shut him down three weeks in a row and he's just gone, uh, as one would say, bang, bang, bang. So... <laughs> He got nine coaches. He looks confident. Did he really? Yeah, Mate, he's taking he some looks, good grabs. That was like twenty twenty one Ridley. Yeah, absolutely yeah, cooking. The but... confidence through the roof. Must uh, say, like he's, I, I really enjoy Ridley as a player. Like outside of Supercoach, he's one of the ones I do like watching, especially when he's in set marking games on point. Um, again, I think we saw again that he does have a little bit more license with his kicking. He's taking on the game a touch more with it, which is. Good because the long effective kits kicks get you a bit more than those um, short effective stab ones. But yeah, I'm still not a believer that this pick is it for the run home. He lands like an absolute cat when he takes a mark. Like just the he's mm. landing. I don't know. You, you he's got like the weird limbs as well. As well, like yeah. it's like he's sneaky. Yeah, but he gets body high and takes some good intercepts for sure. Um, yeah, he's there. But pick two to keep out of the year. That's a more interesting question with Briggs in there as well. <laughs> um, ugh, for the Keep year, I'd say... Oh, sh- yeah. I'd keep Briggs and Day still out of those four. Yeah. Yeah. I think you just risk Briggs at R2. I uh, actually don't mind him, but... We'll see. Who's the best 580k and under pick in all lines? Um for this week and beyond, uh, uh, Neil. I guess no. Pressure doesn't quite make that. So yeah, Neil. Uh, well, Dawson at this week is he sub five eighty? I think he might just be over that by a smidgen. Five eight hundred. Jeez, that would have been a, a <laughs> easy one. 
Rosie's five eighty nine hundred. Otherwise, it could have been that one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we're I mean, yeah. Tom Green at 560 is like ridiculously cheap for those that don't have him. Um, yeah, that's that's probably where you look. Oh, otherwise, Doherty, I think, is still um, sub 580. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, I'd just be looking for the extra score. Primo's off by. Yeah. Uh, SC Hawk ranked these in order coming off the bye. So, done this a bit, but um, yeah. Sarong, Brayshaw, Neil was sort of consensus and then defenders. No one really cares, but maybe Lloyd's probably number one. And then Lloyd Ryan Young. Yeah. I'd probably still rather have a punt on Young over Ryan, which is my dislike for Ryan. But anyway, uh, that might be wrong. That might be bias. Uh, we'll speed up the Duke. We've answered that a uh, number of times. Uh, Chincotta to five worth trading. If you have the trades, sure. Um, but obviously that's just going down to another, to one less trade. Um, but he could be cover, obviously, for you for the for the year. Thoughts on bringing keys and five in Vizible and having them be the cover would bring me down to four trades. If one that can bust, can hope to upgrade them. That's not a bad position if you have still four trades. That. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably do that. Looping five and keys each week. He could do that. Yeah, I don't mind it. Trade one, Zeebo Shizel Saad. I don't even take much notice of Saad, but he's fallen off a cliff, I think, with Doc back there. So, oh, boy. Um then you got to sure. stick with Saad. Yeah. <laughs> Trade Zeebel still. Yeah. That's tough. Uh, the Bull. Loving all the podcast YouTube videos. Thank you very much, mate. No question for me, but keep on the content. Love watching you all go from 10 games to 10 better. Thank you very much, Bull. Yeah. He's, if you are active on Twitter, he's, he's yes, out and about. Very... I'm going to pop up my feed all the time. So yeah. give him a look. A very active member of the community. Uh, Mike says he's trading Sheasel to the wrong luxury trade at all. I mean, obviously, yes, it definitely is, but yeah, said a number of times, depends what how many you have left after doing that. Um, but yeah, that would, that would feel pretty good doing it, but it also cost you about 150. I think that does so. Yeah, gotta weigh it up, mate. Um, thoughts on Fife, we've sort of spoken about him a bit. I won't go over um, the same stuff. Sort of done that as well. Yeah, See if there's anything the best line. different question here. Uh, sort of gone over most of these now. Um, uh, yeah, in Marshall English trading we talked about in order to field Briggs. I think not. I don't want Briggs at R2 for the year. So, yeah. I would yeah, not trade those two. I think it's too late. You probably had to do Marshall to Briggs last week if you wanted to go down that path. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Like, you, you just, like, you don't trade out the R1 for for a mm. cash play this time of the year. You need to be having these top guys. But yeah. So no. Yeah. And then I think here with Briggs going to Marshall again, you just you just bench Briggs. He made his uh, look it might seem like he might score better than Gorn the yeah. <laughs> next little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I did I did see a Twitter poll I think on this today and I reckon Briggs was leading the sixty six percent, thirty three percent two to one in favor of Briggs to outscore Gorn this week, which I think I'd, I'd, uh, I'm not a betting man, obviously, but I'd, I'd bet uh, Gorn two to one odds. So yeah, yeah. I don't know Gorn's record on well, King's birthday, but he obviously didn't play with Grundy previous years. Um, that wraps it up, fellas. Uh, thanks for another week. Been a bit of a long one, but yeah, much to talk about as as usual. Um, yeah, hopefully we can make some ground during the buys or. Um, 
yeah, assess it right at the end. But yeah, this week's a, a weird one. You know, two teams on by best eighteen scores. It's uh, normal round. Basically. I remember preseason, we were wondering what what it would be, and the, obviously best eighteen just makes it. Yeah, you probably sleep a bit easy here. It's probably only things you can do is absolutely now your captain for a for a really good score. Um, and other than that, you should be pretty fine. I would have thought it. Yeah, I'm interested to see actually what happens with the scoring and ranks this week. Um, yeah, there's just going to be that one primo that goes 150. If you don't have, then you're uh, probably probably going down. <laughs> it's as simple as that, really. Uh, all good. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of the, the Fantasy Take TV podcast. We'll catch you uh, maybe for a stream on Thursday. I might. I haven't done one for a couple of weeks. See you there with the with the lineups, but uh, other than that, uh, we'll catch you on the next one.